again, apologize for the audio quality of the episodes as we are not in our normal studio. We are making do with what we have. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hello and welcome into a new episode. This is the Scarves Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nat Mudis. Week two and week three of the MOS 2022 MOS season is in the books. And David Mudis is with me to discuss all the action. How are you doing today, David? Glad to be here, Nat. Okay, so we got a lot to get into, but f- before we do that, just want to remind uh, our, all of our listeners, if you are not currently following the show on Instagram, please hit us with that follow at Scarves Up Podcast. Hit us with a follow, support the show, and remember, you can listen to the show anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. So let's get right into the game that happened um, the uh, the far uh, the farthest from today. We are one day out from the second leg of Club uh, Lyon game, uh, but uh, we're going back to the game against RSL um, Sounders versus RSL of. Uh, very long delay in this game. Um, right before halftime, um, the game stopped for two hours. Comes back, Little played lightning. the two minutes. Yeah, lightning and then snow. What are your thoughts on on this game? What how? Uh, what was your viewing experience with the two hour delay? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, frustrating that they couldn't. You know, if the if the threshold is lightning is expected in 15 minutes, it would have been nice if they could have either just called the first half over or, um, you know, played those last two minutes. Um, you know, then it was frustrating that the break was initially announced as half an hour and kept being extended. I'm sure it must have been even worse for the players trying to keep warm under those circumstances. And then um, it was also snowing. It wasn't just it was rain. Also snowing. Like it was... It was, we have to keep the field um, clear. Not as bad as some of those MLS games have been, you know, where there was more substantial snow, but there was definitely enough that it affected the path of the ball and affected the visibility quite a lot when they play eventually resumed. So, RSO wins the game 1-0. Devaney, the Sounders, I would say, should feel unlucky by that game. We had a lot of chances. Both the keepers um, were were on point. Um, from the Sounders' perspective, how did, how did you feel about the Sounders' attack in the RSL game? Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't clear where the goals were going to come from. We did have some chances, but we didn't really have consistent pressure up top. And you know, you can kind of see that the Sounders are missing, um, you know, that that kind of pure number nine up top. Um, you know, yeah. Morris and um, Montero are obviously great attacking players, but um, they're more likely to nibble around the edges and sort of look for their chances rather than, you know, going straight into the 
at the penalty spot. Um, so we did we did come out in a different lineup. Um, Sam Adidaron got the start in this game. Um, if I'm correct, yeah, I believe he did um, with the club Leon uh, happening on the weekend. What did you think about the changes we made um, for this game? Obviously, we saw the likes of Yamar and Morris and Rodon, all these players, they came on um, and uh, some um, uh, we saw Rodon come on at halftime and then Morris and Yamar came on around like the 60th minute. What, what did you think about Smetzer's like game plan? Um, so definitely resting player, resting player played in, in the, in the RSL game. I think that was Montero Holway. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, that was the game before. That was the game before. Yeah, um, so Reed Baker Whiting played and, and you know showed yeah. that he's you know doesn't yet have the maturity of an Obed Vargas, um, but but worked hard. What do you think um, of? Um, but I've been very impressed what, by Jackson Reagan yeah. coming in at yeah. the back. Yeah, he came in at center back. What? Um, were you happy with what Schmetzer did? Um, I mean, with the midweek game, he did rest players, or would you have liked to see some other players start? I mean, again, we've talked about I mean, before. You know, we don't really, we don't really know how how like how much training it players do, and how much like it seems like seems like players should be able to run for ninety minutes um, every when they have three days in between games because they are still built like athletes. So like the rest, how much rest players really need. And obviously they're playing at altitude, but, but any other thoughts on the rotation? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't pretend to know how to manage a team at that level. Um, you know, obviously he has to be thinking of the whole season. You and I would not be pleased with him if he won these four first four games and then, um, you know, lost a bunch of players for the for the months of April and May due to nagging injuries. So I think, you know, I trust him to manage for what's what's best for the team. I think maybe the disappointing thing was, you know, the players who did get their chances, Reed Baker Whiting and Kellen Rowe, you know, didn't necessarily come out with as much as much energy as I would have liked to see. And obviously the conditions weren't great. Um, there's the altitude. There's the fact that, you know, that stadium has just never been a friendly place for us. Um, so. Yeah, it's true. And when we, when it comes to getting results in, uh, in Utah, the Sounders uh, uh, do not have many, many wins. It's really goes back to the 2012 playoff win when Mario Martinez scored an absolute screamer. Um, besides that, uh, Sounders really haven't ever really done anything that exciting in RSL. Um, what were your thoughts on the goal? Who's to blame on the goal? Um, Fry makes the first save. Bobby Wood, former U.S. men's uh, men's national team striker, puts it away, and it's a it's a good it's a good um, reaction from Bobby Wood. Um, who's to blame? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think. Um... Ariaga was the one directly there. He did manage to block the shot and then get an unlucky bounce. Um, 
you know, usually it's not really just about one player, you know, usually it's a cascade of other mistakes. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure sort of who else should have been paying closer attention or if it really was uh, primarily Ariega's fault. Um, yeah, pretty much with the first two in the uh, similar to the goal that the Sounders gave up against Nashville week one, very lame goal. Um, Sounders in both games deserved a at least a point. Um, didn't create enough chances in 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 the Nashville game or the RSL game. Even though we did create some, we we definitely had times that we could have scored in the RSL game. Um, but both game goals were lame, and then it just came down to like some small mistakes that cost us three points. Um, right, but often that's uh, what soccer but, comes down to yeah. is not having the extra person to clean up a ball. You know, but, if, the per- but, if, if, an, if another defender is there to kick that ball away, then everyone says, you know, great block, Ariaga, but since there was no one else, uh, it got But there. I will say, like, with how lame these goals are, this is why there is no – there should not be as much panic um, – of the Sounders losing their first two games. Like after the Sounders lost their first two games of the season, people, MOS losing their shit. Is this the end of the Seattle Sounders? Last, they're saying last, uh, last, um, uh, the last decade, um, Sounders were the best team in the decade. And now second year of this new decade, Sounders lose two games. Now let's remember in 2016, um, the first year we win the MOS cup, uh, we were in last place in the Western conference. Um, at one point we had a terrible start to the season and then we come back to win. Um, so I don't know why MOS is forgetting about that. Um, Sounders every week, um, no matter if we've been in bad form every week, um, no team wants to play us. No team likes us. Um, so the 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 hysteria caused by the Sounders doing their first two games just very unnecessary because the Sounders are always going to be a contender and the Sounders are always going to make the playoffs. Do, do you have any thoughts about like how – other teams reacted to to this start? Well, you know, as the song goes, you know, no one likes us and we don't care. Um, you yeah. know, that whatever LAFC's, you know, start is, they're going to be talking about them as the team of the next century. Um, and whatever the Sounders do, they'll, they'll find a way to say that we're doomed. Um, you know, it's obviously too early to tell. And um, both, both of those first two games could have gone either way. And, you know, but obviously the, the test of this team will be, can we make a deep run in the Champions League while at the same time maintaining our MLS form? And, um, you know, in this last game, you know, we showed obvious uh, glimpses of that. And, you know, now the goal is to uh, continue. So let's move on to the game against uh, Club Leon. So... Uh, first meeting between the two sides since the League's Cup final in Las Vegas. Um, and Sounders completely dominated this game. The Sounders could have won won the game um, 
6-0. I think the score could have been like 6-2. Just the Sounders clearly came out and dominated the game, and they did that without Raul Ruiz Diaz or Ladero. Um, Montero gets two goals. Very clearly had could have had a could have had a hat trick. Morris scores a third goal, which was huge right at the end. Um, I, no, I, uh, we'll, we'll go one by one one uh, about the goals in a second here. But uh, this is the best Montero has ever looked um, since he's been back with the team. Um, last year, there were I felt I felt whenever he came, he while he did score some goals last year, uh, he uh, looked slow and didn't look like he wanted to be there. And I feel like in the Club Leon game, he looked like he belonged. And same thing with the LA Galaxy game. What 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 did you think about Freddie Montero in the Club Leon game and, and initial thoughts on this match? Right. I mean, obviously, you know, getting in the box, um, you know, doing some great work to hold up the ball long enough to be fouled on that on that first penalty and and you know, a great a great finish on no, the, the first goal. The, and- the penalty is the penalty in the Club Leon game. Was well, uh, that was a, a foul that was a on Rodon. One. Okay, was, yeah, and, sorry. And, and it's a penalty. Um, it was a great play by by Fred Montero to draw a penalty in the LA game, and we'll get to that in a second. But the first one is Rodon. Um, this is clearly a penalty, very easy. Uh, Montero um, steps up, puts it away, um, um, and uh, it seems like there's been a little – speaking of penalties, it seems like there's been some controversy uh, in the L.A. game. Albert Rusnak wanted to take the penalty. Uh, Montero said no. Um, uh, and obviously he's put two penalties away now in the span of a week. So a good finish on the penalty. Then uh, the, the second goal – um, also, Montero, do you have any thought? Do you have any thoughts on on the on that goal? Um, Alex Rodon with a good cross in the box. Yeah, he's been getting in there, and then you know Montero again just crashing to the goal when he needs to be, and you know great to see him taking that aggressive line. Um, so yeah, so we have some other chances in the game. Albert Brusnak had a wide open chance that he put about 20 yards over the, the goal. He's got to put that on frame. Uh, Montero missed wide left. Uh, so did Morris. Both of those could have gone in. Um, the three goals definitely feels better than two. Um, obviously, if if Leon had gotten just one goal and, they, and we go to – and we go – into Mexico and they're only leading two to one and we're leading two to one. Um, just one goal would see them through, would have seen them through because of the away goal. So the fact that they didn't get an away goal uh, makes me feel very good moving forward. Um, especially when we think about like, if the Sounders, um, uh, if the Sounders can score, get a goal, then Leon would need then five. They have to score five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what are your thoughts on yeah how how are you feeling about about their the away goals or like three versus two how did you feel about that we did get that third goal and uh, obviously it comes from Morris a huge huge goal for him in front of the fans right three definitely felt better than two 
Um, and, you know, but again, I think you can't be, you can't be overconfident going, going down and playing in Mexico. You know, there, these are teams that are definitely capable of scoring five goals and, you know, we have to not let them do that. And we have to take our chances when they, when they come, because, you know, we know they'll be pushing forward hard, which should give, you know, Morris and maybe Leo Chu space to run in behind and make them pay for it. Um, yeah, speaking of Leo Chu, so we saw Leo Chu. Leo Chu did start um, on the on the weekend. That, that is something that we I, – I failed to bring up when you're talking about RSL. Um, first start for him, did you – what did you think about his energy? I mean, I said I wanted him to start, um, especially since in the Nashville game um, – it felt like he was the only one with energy. How, how do you feel about Leo Chu in, in, in that game right now? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a great field for, uh, you know, for an attacking dribbling player. You know, the, yep. the, the, field was, the field was wet. There wasn't a lot of space on it. You know, it didn't seem like he got enough chance to do Leo Chu things. Yeah, that's fair. Um, back to Club Leon. I will say I, I felt like the uh, the um, the stadium, the atmosphere was much better than our last CCL game. Um, the crowd came out on a Tuesday. Um, it might have helped. Yeah, the weather the, the weather game, was good. Yeah. No rain. It might have helped that the game got moved, um, and it was on Fox Sports One. It wasn't on Fox Sports Two, so people could actually watch it on. On TV, we had the normal Fox Sports commentators um, who were in town for the LA Galaxy game, since that was a nationally televised game. Um, any other thoughts on on the Club Leon game uh, on on the first leg on the atmosphere? Um, no, you know I think this is a great competition, and the Sounders have put themselves in a great place for the second leg, and we just need to go take care of business. So uh, with with the busy, uh, obviously we rested players for that game, um, but the Sounders still really played. Um, they still had three days in between the Club Leon game and the LA Galaxy game, so pretty strong lineup against LA, uh, uh, which was good. Um, before we actually talk about LA, let's let's talk about the second leg for of Club Leon. The game is on St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, um, 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, It's in Mexico, so 8.30 Pacific. Um, Game is on Fox Sports 2. Again, because I don't know why 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 this game can't be nationally televised. Definitely, definitely annoying um, if you don't want to watch it in Spanish. But I mean, um, uh, definitely annoying that Fox Sports chooses to do it this way. Uh, but how are you feeling going into leg two? What What are you expecting for the lineup? Um, Yamar is out. Uh, he picked up an injury in the LA Galaxy game. Um, Ladero and Josh Atencio have returned to full training. Um, well, Bruin, obviously, he came back into uh, the LA Galaxy game off the bench. So he said, I'm guessing he'll be on the bench. Um, he did travel. Um, Raul Rodriguez and Yamar uh, 
did not travel to Mexico. What are your thoughts on uh, how the Sounders will come out? Do you think we come right, out I mean, looking think, for a goal immediately? Um, I would expect the Sounders to come out in a counterattacking formation. So this is a case we might see uh, five at the back again, you know, which is also a, an answer to the question of, you know, how do you make up for, for Yamar? Uh, you know, where do you put Nuhu? So it wouldn't surprise me at all to see, um, you know, Nuhu, uh, Ariaga, and Sissoko or Reagan, you know, as a three-man. Uh, but who's going to play left back? Who's playing left back? Um, since we don't have Madrondo. Um, because I, I feel like new, if we come in and find in the back, then Nuhu's going to play left back since right now we only have one really left back since the really injured choice you know kellen Rowe can play anywhere i mean yeah kellen Rowe could play there but i would say new who's gonna play left back i think it makes more i could it seems more likely that we would come out with a five man back and then have sissoko reagan and ariaga in and the back i think yeah um that's what i would expect um, if Ladero um, is is really since he has been in full full training, um, I think he could start um, in the middle. I'm expecting um, to see uh, it to see Montero, um, Morris, uh, uh, Rodon, um, Rusnak. Um, Paolo and then uh, Vargas. I, I really don't see any changes from our from our um, last game, except for maybe Ladero coming in for Vargas. I guess it would be. Um, a- any any thoughts on the lineup? Um, no, you know I'll be interested to see to see what it is. Obviously, what what's your score prediction for this game? Um. I think we'll have a hard time keeping a clean sheet, but I will go with um, 1-1. You know, I think the Sounders will mostly defend, um, but, you know, Morris will will get one when Leon is pressing hard for a first or second goal. I, I believe that the Sounders um, are going to be able to keep the clean sheet. Um, so I'm going to say zero, zero. Um, I'm hoping for a boring game. Uh, uh, seems very doable to me. Um, I think our defense was very good at shutting neon down. Yes, they're at home. Um, but, uh, I think if we were able to keep a clean sheet, that would be absolutely massive for the club. Um, if the Sounders are able to, to go through, we will be playing an MOS team, NYCSC, the current MOS Cup champions. Um, it seems like I believe we would we would play the the first leg in Seattle first because they are the higher seed because they are the champions league, the the the, the, the because they are the recent champions. So I believe it would the first leg would be in Seattle. And then the second leg would probably be in Connecticut again because FIFA does not like, um, uh, does Yankee not, Stadium. yeah, does not like Yankee Stadium. And uh, if that happens, I- I'm going. 
And like New York's close. Like we go, we go through, we know we're playing New York. Whether it's in New York, I will be there. I'm I've I have decided this. The podcast will be in person for at least one of those games. And I and I, I'm not sure. I mean, like I think it's gonna be zero zero. Um, but the Sounders should go through. The Sounders um should be able to hold Leon. Um I, mean, I would be I would be surprised if it really is zero zero. I mean, I think it depends on what attitude Leon takes. You know, if they're yeah, um, if they if they play a relatively you know normal game as though it wasn't the second leg, you know, that's I could certainly see that you know as a first leg score, um, if the first leg had been there. But it's true you know, they have to come out firing. They know they have to come out firing, and it's it's you know it sort of again depends how how crazy are they going to be? You know, if they're you know, if they're getting, uh, you know, they also eight, me. Or eight or nine people in the Sounders in the Sounders box. Um, it's hard to imagine we're going to keep them out for 90 minutes, but it's also hard to imagine they're going to defend successfully that way. Yeah. And uh, also their crowd should be good. The crowd should be good. So they should be uh, behind their team. Um, I, I'll take it back. I'll give them one goal. I'll say they get one goal. Um, okay. So then we end three one on on aggregate. But I, I really do think um with how the last game went, we controlled the entire game. Um and if we can do that again, then good things are gonna happen with the Sounders. Um and then we'll go get to play NYCFC. Um NYCFC um just uh on week three they hosted um they hosted their first MLS game, and and similar to when the Sounders won the MLS Cup, we didn't get to play our 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 first home game till week three. Um, for some reason, MLS likes to start the two games on the road. Had liked to have the champion play two road games before they play at home. What what do you think of that? That just seems wrong. I feel like if you win MLS Cup, um, it's in the NFL. You win the Super Bowl, then you always get to play the first game of the season. I feel like if you win MLS Cup, you should you the first game of the season should always be the MLS Cup winner versus some team. Do you agree? I think you know as much as I'm not going to guess uh, Schmetzer's player selection, I'm really not going to guess the operations of the MLS scheduling department. They've got a lot of things to juggle. You know, they're trying to keep Fox happy and get his. Oh, many please. Oh, please. Oh, answer the question. Answer the question. That's that's simple. If you win the trophy, your first game should be at home. That's just fact. You know, you could you could make the other thing. If you're a cold climate team, maybe you don't really want your first game at home. You don't necessarily want to be playing a home game. Oh, please. Oh, please. If uh, uh, the. The, uh, adding to like the cold climate thing, if you're a cold climate team, your home should should be made so that you should you should always be used to playing at home. A home team should never be complaining about about the weather in their home. You should be used to it. Okay. Obviously, so I mean, um, I guess what, Carlos, what I would Carlos, say is rather than the principle being that the home team that the the winning team should always get the first home game of the season. I would say maybe the principle should be, you know, ask the home team what they want, what they want, rather than um, rather than assuming 
but I understand what you're talking about. Uh, Carlos, uh, Carlos Gil from the New England Revolution just recently, this is an interesting thing about the weather, said uh, was complaining about his game, uh, the, the Revolution's game against Arcel, um, claiming it isn't football because they can't they can't they can't play normally without much snow and wind there us. Um it's a home game. Yes, it's not always like that in New England, but uh, and and it's also I we don't think I don't think he's complaining if if um if it if they do win the game, then he's not gonna say anything. He says he he wouldn't complain, he's gonna complain either way, but um he still lost the game, so it's it's hard to take him seriously um, on that since they didn't win. Um, I feel again, if you're at home, um, any anything that used to be used to playing at home, there's no excuse when you lose at home. Um, the home team should always have an advantage, and uh, if a team is unable to take to take advantage of that of that advantage then there's problems uh, so so uh, again if you win MLS cup your first game should be at home it's just you're so it's just i feel like you want as soon as possible for you for a chance at another win you shouldn't have any opportunity to have like a league loss from in between your championship win is basically how I feel on that. Did you see the uh, the banner for NYCFC um, uh, that they put up at Yankee Stadium? It was tiny. Did you have any thoughts on that? Um, I did not see uh, it's just, that. It's just it's just laughable. It's laughable. It's 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 like someone went. It's like some intern went into Kinko's and was like, uh, I, I could get the big one, but I, I'm, but uh, that's about $50 more. So I'll just settle for this one. It, um, it just, uh, again, it's, it's NYCFC just like not um, seeming like a serious club because the, the banner is tiny. And I guess that's what happens if you're the third most important tenant of your of your stadium, you know, after the the monster truck jam. Yeah, fair enough. Um, it was looking like for some time uh, they might NYCFC might get uh, to play all their games at Yankee Stadium, but now that the lockout has ended. Um, it seems like the NYCFC will be moving around. They need a new stadium. They um, NYCFC should be building their team a new stadium. Um, it's uh, the um, it, it's the fact that FIFA doesn't allow it. I mean, we could talk about like should FIFA like like if there is nothing, if there is no real width set for standard width for a soccer field is just about the boxes like why does fifa have a problem because every team should be able to play at home um for all their games um but since fifa doesn't like it they should build a new stadium and they're a club that deserves it um they do have fans 
They should be taken. You know, New York and City their, is a, their fans is a tough, should be rewarded. A tough place to get something done. You know, maybe they can move to Brooklyn like everyone else has been. Yeah, it's making a real comeback. Okay, let's move on to the game against uh, the the Galaxy National League televised game. Um, Sounders um, winning 3-2, but the Galaxy scored first. Chicharito scored. What were your thoughts on the first goal? Um, some shouts of outsides, um, um, but uh, it's a good run. Um, Sounders' defense is open up. Chicharito scores. Thoughts on the goal? Yeah, you know, I was one of those people who thought it looked offsides, even on the replay when you see the, you know, the, nah, the, the he's pass. On the, the, They're all on you know, it, looked, it looked to me like his on the on the pass to Chicharito, his foot was beyond where the ball was. So I I wasn't quite sure. I I I that that I thought. Yeah, he was they got it. I think they got it right. I think they got it right. It's obviously a very um, close, a yeah. very close call. Um, then there were you know, other. And, then and there again, were yeah. Uh, there was the one that actually, in some ways, is probably there's more of a case from offside is the Sounders' first goal um, with Morris. I again think this is way too close. Like then there's a reason why VAR didn't ref- uh, right didn't first, change first the Morris call. Was close. Then there then there's the question of you know do you count that as an intentional play of the ball when it comes off the. Um, the galaxy defender. Now, I think the only the the only thing the only part of this call that could have been like that is up for debate is offsides. There's nothing uh, the, the 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 touch is like right. But what I'm saying is, does the touch negate the offsides? Like you know, is is he not offside? I mean, because you, the ball was played to him by the defender. The rule is yes. If the defender deliberately plays the ball, then there shouldn't be offsides. But also, but like, there's no. It, I I wouldn't say like th- that type of offsides like negate uh, negating is what happens here. Um, right. Anyway, and then the other question obviously was was who should be credited with the um, with the goal? It appeared that the Galaxy defender, you know, provided some of the force by stepping on the ball. But Morris I mean, this is all Morris. It it's all it's it's all Morris. The, um, Right. I mean, obviously, Morris, it doesn't happen Morris if he doesn't if he doesn't get to that position and keep fighting for the ball. But you know, it's not an own, it it's, it's not an own goal. I mean, it, yes, the Galaxy player touched it, but I mean, in some ways, it's more of a deflection because the ball was still traveling towards goal. That's why it's yeah. not an own goal. An own goal, um, the ball has to be not be already going in. Um, right. Anyway, it wasn't then, clear to me who provided most of the yeah. force. It looked like there was some element that the defender kind of squirted it in. Um, but now I, an again, example of it's hard to tell. Now, an example of a deflection um, was when the ball goes off Yamar on Douglas Costa's shot, as Douglas Costa scores his first MLS goal. Um, not much Fry could do going the wrong way, and the ball ends up in the back of the net. Unfortunate from Yamar. Um, I think the bigger story about what's happening that that happened um, after that is um, after this game, Sounders won 3-2. MOS Instagram posts three times, posts three times about the game. Nothing says the Sounders won. It's just about, um, it's 
just about Chicharito scoring and Douglas Costa scoring. The LA bias is so real. It is so annoying. Like, they lost. What are the MOS admins doing? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, this has made me so mad. Know, I mean, I, I think, you know, we've got to, you know, send an investigative reporter to California sometime and, and figure out what's going on down there. It's, I mean, the MOS headquarters, the, the people who write for MOS, that's all in New York. But for some reason, they love L.A., which is very annoying. Um, like um, the people who write for MajorLeagueSoccer.com, that office is in is in Manhattan. Um, uh, speaking so also uh, the so the second goal for the Sounders um, was the penalty that Montero won. Some nice juggling, and this is as clear a penalty as you're ever going to see. Uh, any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, you know, does a great job, Araujo. a great job holding the ball up. Um, you know, gives the gives the defender. Araujo a has to do better. Araujo has to do better on this play. I mean, he just you you can't you can't put a foot in like that. And Montero reads it incredibly well. It's a hundred percent a penalty. Right, but I mean, if he does back up and Montero goes around him, then you'll say you know Araujo needs to step in and get be more aggressive. So. You know, Freddie did a great job of putting him in a place where it was very hard to make the right move. On the last penalty, uh, Jonathan, on the last penalty, uh, Freddie Montero put it um, to the keepers uh, in the uh, to the keepers left in the right corner. Um, that is where Jonathan Bond dove to on the penalty. So he probably would have saved the Club Leon penalty, but uh, Montero just slides it. To the keepers right on the ground, easy penalty. And the Sounders at that stage were winning 2 1. Douglas Costa, right after halftime, made it 2 2. And then Ariaga, who almost scored, um, uh, who, who, who also almost scored against Leon, um, makes up for um, the first goal because the, the first goal that Chicharito scored in this game was pretty much Ariaga's fault. Um, for not tracking, um, for letting the ball get through and not tracking um, the two attackers for the Galaxy. Um, and uh, he scores the goal uh, to make it 3-2 sounder. It would be the game winner. Um, uh, thoughts on that goal? Thoughts on Ariaga? Well, I didn't actually see how he, how he got that open, you know, but obviously he finds himself in a great place right in front of goal, you know, gets a Gets a great ball and, um, you know, finishes well. Yeah. Uh, Will Bruin came back into this game. Uh, any thoughts on, on getting to see the Dancing Bear again? Um, First yeah, time of him this him, year. Great to see him out there. You know, great to have the Sounders have another choice up top. Um, and I'm sure we'll see him, uh, um, you know, do a lot for us this season. But you know, great. Do you think he'll play? Do you think he'll play against Austin? Um, since I'm assuming that Montero is going to play, Montero is going to start the game against Club Leon. Then we play Austin um, this Sunday. 
Another nationally televised game. It doesn't seem like Raul Diaz will start. And if he is back, he'll probably be on the bench. Do you think Will Bruin starts? Or do you think Adiron starts? What do you think? Um, you know, I really don't know. Obviously, it depends, um, you know, both on at, Bruin's at, fitness at this and, stage, and, and at, what yeah. Spencer wants to see. At this stage, who would you start? If you're Spencer, who are you starting, Adiron or Bruin? Um, I think if, 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 if Montero is like what, the field, yeah, yeah, that's what I would agree. I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think Bruin is still the stronger player. Though uh, Adiron is exciting. He, he, we haven't really had someone like him since, since like Eddie Johnson, someone who's a big, tall forward, but is also, but also has a lot of speed. Because right now we have Morris, who's who's um Morris is still a strong forward, but he's more about his speed. Um, and is more about his speed. And then Will Bruin is not about about less about speed and more about being a big sports forward. So dinner on he's still very young. He's he's like um he's like he's like a good um happy happy medium. He does both. Um, um, I'm so excited so to, to see uh, what, he uh, what he does in the future. Any other thoughts from the game against, against LA? LA? Uh, obviously, obviously, LA, LA a couple, a couple times, times getting the word work. work. Um, um, Efra Alvarez scored, scored absolute gorgeous goal against Charlotte. Uh, um, in two, two, and he, two, and he nearly, nearly replicated it against, against the Sounders. Yeah, yeah, it was that was that was an absolute, absolute insane goal that he scored against Charlotte in the end. MOS and the general director. you know, obviously great to see Charlotte filling up that stadium. We'll see whether they can can keep doing it for the rest of this season and we'll, you know, we'll see if they can get to the playoffs for the next 10 seasons, obviously. Um, you know, I'd love to see the Sounders make an attempt to fill up our stadium, at least for some of the games. You know, I, yeah. I, I it feels like we've given up on the idea of, you know, getting 70,000 to see the Timbers. Um, and um, yeah, really, you know, the question of what do we have to do in the community yeah. to do that. It seems like at this, at this moment, the only time that we could really get the host team full for a Sounders game would be for another MLS Cup final. Because um, that was the last time that I can, obviously, um, it's been a pandemic since since then. But that was the last time that the stadium really was, like, full. Um, and it had been a very long time. Um, and that was the first time in a while that the stadium had been followed um, during that final in 2019. Like, uh, stadium sold up very quickly, but it hadn't been followed in a while. Um, so hopefully the sound, yeah, Sounders got to keep coming out. Sounders fans got to keep coming out to games. And hopefully in the future, there are more 
full capacity games at Newman Field. I will say the Charlotte, the Charlotte uh, Stadium, um, which when the Seahawks have played there, um, uh, when they're playing the Panthers there, I feel like the Panthers are known for having one of like the worst like quality fields. Um, so I was interested to see like how the field would hold up, and it looks like they and they put in turf for the Charlotte um, for the Charlotte game, and I thought the field um, looked uh, exquisite. It looked much. It looked the best that I've ever seen that Carolina Panthers field look. Um, so I thought that was very very cool, um, and uh, I, the atmosphere looked good. Um, uh, it was cool that they had the national anthem sung by the 74,000 fans. Um, that was also, yeah, we like that. Um, it sounded very, very haunting. Um, and uh, Charlotte FC, they're still looking for their first win. It doesn't seem like they're going to be in Atlanta, United, LAFC, Nashville um, type of expansion team. They're a little bit, they're, they're more like uh, Cincinnati. Uh but uh, they're definitely an exciting team, um, uh, and we'll we'll keep an eye on on them. Uh, so moving forward uh, to the Sounders' next game, which is against the expansion team from last year. Last time we went to Austin, Raul Roy Diaz um, scored the goal from 45 yards out. It was a great goal. We also scored it. Started five teenagers. Uh, I don't think we're going to start five teenagers this time. Um, but uh, how, how are you feeling about the game against Austin? Austin currently are they started the season much better um, than they did last year. They're in third place in the East, in the Western Conference. Um, they uh, what what are your thoughts going into the game against Austin? Um, which will be I haven't this really Sunday. Lit up on, on that much? Have they Fox Sports One? Um, have they improved their team notably? Did they get? Do they have new, you know, players that that you expect to make a big difference versus what they were last year? Um, they don't really have. They don't have a new DP. They have a. They don't have a new DP. They still have um, Ring. Um, they have. Uh, they have a Ruti. Um, their defense has changed a little bit because Matt Beasler uh, retired. Um, they had him for one year. Um, uh, they have Diego Fagundes. Um, they had him last year. Um, uh, their team, um, it's pretty similar. They still have, it's still coached by Josh Wolf. Um, how do you expect the Sounders to come out for this game against Austin? I mean, like, even though Austin has had a good start, their wins have only came against um, bad teams. Like, the teams that they beat at home were Miami and Cincinnati, and then they went and played the Timbers, and they tied. So no real tests yet. Um, so – um, and and uh, I would say like the power rankings have pretty much um, showed this. Um, they haven't. They're not been. They haven't been very high in the power rankings, um, and that's probably about um, their competition. Um, 
But what do you think this what's your score prediction for the game against Austin? Who do you think is gonna score? Who yeah. Is you? yeah. Okay, you're still yeah, we still you're still here. Um you know, I think um we'll see what mood everybody is in at that point. I think you know the Sounders will come in and put in a strong game. Um Let's say we'll get, you know, 2-0 with goals from Bruin and Montero. Um, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, well, I was going to say Bruin. I also was going to say Bruin was going to score. Um, I, I think Bruin's going to start. I think Montero's going to come in off the bench, probably for Bruin, since I think Montero will play. Um, in the game against Club Leon. I'm going to say Morris will score the other game, so the other goal. So 2-0 Sanders, um, Bruin, and Morris with the goals. Um, and uh, if you want to hear more about the, the preview, um, I'll be talking more about the Sounders versus Austin um, on my radio show, Football is Life. You can listen to that on Spotify, Football is Life, or on WECB uh, Radio. The show is at 3 p.m. on Fridays. Search WECB on TuneIn. Do not give TuneIn money. It is free. TuneIn is a terrible company, um, but you can, and you should not have to pay them to listen to the show. Um, but we'll be talking about, talking about Austin um, as well as other uh, MOS games. Um, football is life, breaking down all of MOS and the biggest headlines in the soccer world. Uh, any other thoughts before this game on on Sunday in Austin? Um, I, I'm assuming the team would just go straight to Austin. What Do you think the team would go back to Seattle? Um, in the, I believe they said they are, they are going directly there. You know, so obviously it would be another yeah. thousand miles out of their way to come all the way up to Seattle. Yeah, it doesn't seem and uh, it it doesn't seem like anyone will be joining them um, if they didn't travel um, to Mexico. There's a chance Raúl Diaz um, could meet the team in Austin because he has he was not in full training um, before the team left, but he was seen practicing outside. So we're getting um, close to his return. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, other news in the league. We have to talk about um, one thing that happened in the MOS in the, the Revolution game um, quickly. Um, the RSL came back to win this game, but, uh, the, but the, a goal that made the score 2-2 uh, uh, controversial um, because it came off a free kick. Um, the ball moves before the RSL player um, is able to uh, serve the ball in. They serve the ball in. RSL scores. It's 2-2. VAR can't change it because they can't um, change – they can't uh, – uh, do anything about it. They can't review restarts, which is just stupid. If the right. ball now, is every moving, time I've seen 
every time I've seen the ball, the, the referee make the call that the ball is moving, it's always a player trying to take the kick too fast. You know, so I've never seen a case like this where the ball was actually blown by the wind from a stationary position. The amazing thing actually to me is that the RSL kick taker, you know, manages to put in such a such a perfect ball, you know, when the ball moves a foot before as he's running up to it. So I, mean, it doesn't I thought that move, was actually it, quite an impressive free yeah. kick. It doesn't move that much because uh, you you only notice it like sort of while if you're looking for it. But it does move. It clearly moves. Right. So the other question uh, I had is you can you can see the, the New England keeper yeah. complaining about it, you know, as after the ball goes into the net. You so know, clearly he can see making, it. He, right. But so the question is, you know, what would make a big difference for me is if and, and you can't see this in the replay, you know, if the keeper sees the ball is moving, you know, and starts walking out talking to the referee, and that's why he doesn't get, you know, get back to where the ball is. Well, he shouldn't have to he shouldn't have to do anything. He shouldn't have to do anything like that. If the player if the ball moves, if the if the ball moves, then they should call that the correct call. Um, yeah, here. It's, it's the, the goal I mean, shouldn't think, count. You know, the ball the ball was moving, the kick should be retaken. I would say that the fact that um I feel like if I feel like if I think about the situation where um, if if like someone was about to take a corner kick, the ball moves a little bit off the corner and then the player. um, So it's not like in the arc and then the player puts the ball in and then the team scores. It's like it makes no sense that VAR can't change that because yeah, it's in the I mean, play again, it's in the if play it, if it had been in any way intentional if it had in any way evaded the wall if it had been moving towards the goal i could see it but the ball is moving sideways it has no effect on the play other than that the weather is crazy you know if there'd been a gust of wind i, I don't think it did, 10 feet while in flight the problem it would have the affected problem, just as much the problem here is not about the weather it's about it's about the rules. It's about VAR. VAR is in place to change obvious calls. The ball here obviously moved. So VAR should be changing this. And it's because of the VAR, how VAR is written, that for some yeah. reason, some reason, you know, but the I beginning know you of the, the, the it, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. It's because the beginning of the play, it's because the beginning of the play is when the ball moves for some reason, like right before and it, well, it has to be not before the ball moves because if it was about the four moves, then this wouldn't go. It. It's like, it's like after the restart, like the restart for some reason, isn't included and the restart in this sense, I say should be included again. I go back to, I go, I go, I go back to obvious. I go back to obvious this is a call that is obvious. VAR so not if the, is if in the obvious. It twice. Could the could VAR have and the and the and the referee doesn't notice it? Can VAR call that? I think if like that happened on like a penalty, then yes. On a penalty, because... they would see it, but on a free kick, they you know the referee might be looking at the wall and not see it. I think I think if they kicked it twice. Um, I mean, on a free kick, it's different because because like 
Oh, that's me. That's me. No, no, it's not to me. I was thinking, um, yeah, yeah. So a different person does have to touch the ball. Um, uh, you can't just like dribble off from a free kick. Um, I think, I think VAR could cat would be able to review it because they would, they would see that once the ball was already moved, once the ball was initially kicked by the player, which is the restart, then that player cannot touch the ball again a second time. Like, does that make sense? Like, like, so, I mean, I know uh, that that's the rule, like, but like, they're, like, like, they'd be, does, does like, they'd be watching. The, the... Yeah. Uh, yes. VAR, like if, like if they, they would change the call, if a goal was the result of the play. Because so my question we is, are past general, the restart. You know, does... We are past right, the restart. Does... The first kick, the first kick, which is the restart, has happened. So then, um, then we are officially in like the VAR, re, uh, the VAR um, review zone, and then they could review. It. They could change okay, so the you're, call you're saying, if they touched it again. You're saying, you're saying the reason they couldn't review it is because officially the play hadn't started yet. Yeah, because like the initial, because the initial, the, like the for some reason the um, the act of like someone throwing the ball in or like the first kick uh, on the court on a corner kick or a free kick. Right now, it can't be reviewed, which is dumb. I'm saying okay. it should be part of the play, but for some reason we have to wait until like the first instant is has happened and that would be the, the the player who's taking the corner actually kicking the corner taking actually kicking the ball right. on a it corner does, kick or like, a free kick you know, the first or a throw in be, the first it should, should be, be when the ball starts moving once it's been stationary you know whether it was a gust of wind or a or a thrown a thrown beer from the stands or a pigeon yes, or, exactly. or a defending player kicking the ball. You exactly. know, that seems like it would all be part of a reviewable play. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, no, I know no, one no. of your frequent complaints is that, you know, there's too much ambiguity in what VAR could do and too long discussions. So if VAR did, you know, have the right to say, well, like this, you know, well, well, no, well, this goes back. Uh, this, this is an obvious call. The ball clearly okay. moved. The ball clearly moved. This is obvious. This is what VAR should be used for. Um, um, I think everyone, like, if you look at this for three seconds, we know the ball moves, and then we know that the goal shouldn't count. There are other plays that where um, you can look at it for three seconds and not know what's going on, then the call should not be changed. So that is my argument about VAR taking too long. Now, I have to – now, there was one other incident in the New England game um, on RSL's first goal, I believe. Um, they score um, – RSL scores, um, but A.J. De La Garza um, – uh, so, so the RSL player makes a pass, and then um, I think it's Bobby Wood scores, um, but A.J. De La Garza fouls Bobby Wood. And it's a red card. He is AJ Garza is behind the RSL attacker, um, and 
if if the ball doesn't go in, the announcers are saying it's a red card and a penalty. Now, you can get a red card if there's still a goal, and that's what should have happened. Just because just because um um a goal happens doesn't mean that someone is saved of a red card. He didn't even get a red yellow card after this. He should still get a red card. I'm gonna give yeah, it wasn't like like wasn't like the fact that, that he's he wasn't in, making a play on the ball. No, he doesn't win the ball. He doesn't win the ball. You can be making I a know play he doesn't on the, win ball. the ball, but I thought the th- I thought the threshold for the no, plus you can be. He makes a dangerous tackle. He, he made a dangerous tackle. He made a dangerous tackle. He didn't win the ball, even though he was trying to play the ball. It's still dangerous. He should have gone to red guard. Um, and now, and we shouldn't think about. The fact that it's in the box, because like, like if people well, say like, oh, hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me hold on, let me finish. Like, if you get a red card, if if you if you commit a red card offense, and then the team and then your opponent goes and scores a goal, you shouldn't get to be like, well, well, I'm saved because they scored. Like, if you punch someone in the face. If you punch someone in the face and then one of their teammates goes and scores, you'd be like, I get to stay. I get to stay because you scored. And that is what they were saying with this play against AJ De La Garza because he should have gotten in a red card. And and obviously my punch my punch example is extreme, but he should have gotten in a red card. The goal should have counted. Saying- the goal did count. The goal did count. Are you if saying- you do you something violent red card if are you think it's a straight red card if it's outside of the box and there's no there's no direct to goal situation yes. or are you Yes. Or, oh, okay. oh, so, oh so no 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 I sorry I disagree with that. I, I, I take that back. I take it back. It's a red card because it is dog so. Because it right. is so dog so. And, and it's still and it is still it box. is it is still dog so. It is still dog so even with a goal being scored. So right. he should still get is, a red card. If, if it was outside dog, of the so, box, if it was outside of the box, if it happens in midfield, it's probably a yellow card. I agree with that because there's space. Okay. But in but this if it instance, was, if it was dog so in the you know if it was dog so in the penalty area and they you know and they had not scored and the penalty had been awarded, I think this is a case where it would have been reasonable. I think there's a you know it would be reasonable to either award a red card or a yellow card. I think he was. It was not a case where he was entirely making a place on the player. You know, he no, it's a dog. This is a dog. He's the last player. He is. He's he the, is behind. He's the last player. He's the last player. But he's he makes a tackle from behind. He makes a. He makes a tackle he makes from behind, tackle. but he makes a tackle towards the ball, as opposed to if he had just grabbed the player by his shirt collar. You know, that's what I see the dog so red as when the player makes no attempt to play the ball. So he made an attempt to play the ball. He did not play the ball. He didn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't ball. matter that he. It doesn't matter that he attempted. It's still a red so card. That's my, that's my understanding of the dog so red rule that they that that the if you're making an attempt to play the ball in the penalty box and a penalty is awarded, that it is only a red if it's a dangerous play or if no attempt to play the ball is made. And and so but this it, to but me that's looks like, like a dog if, so but that's like if yellow. the but that is assuming that the goal does not count. And right, in this right, case, right. So, the goal so clearly is, counts. So he, it's a red card. Attack, so it has it. So so the rules about penalty. So okay. yes, 
So the rules about the penalty is about is supposed to stop like the double, the 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 yeah. the double punishment, and that makes sense. Um, a red card and a penalty, but in cases like this, you do it's a violent play. He should get a red card. The goal counts. Okay, so I didn't see it as a violent play. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it as a you know a bad tackle. I mean, it's not. Line. I mean, like it's not. It's not like he like punched someone, but it's still like it's a it endangers the the tackle could have endangered this. It, it definitely endangers the safety of the player. It could have done serious damage, and I don't want. I do not want to see any tackle. Um, uh, okay, I do see, not want to see AJ Delgarza making a tackle I like this. I I you know I didn't think. Um, I didn't think it was a straight red tackle. Oh, please! It's a red else. card. It is a red card. But is it? But is it a red card because it's dog so, or is it a red card because of how he went into the tackle? In your mind, I think both. I okay. think it's a bad. I think no. it's a bad tackle, and then he's also the last guy, and he's also the last guy back. Right, but but so the, I, the I could is, maybe I, again if it's at midfield. I if it's at midfield, um, then it's maybe yellow. So. I guess I'm saying that I think it's more dog so than a bad tackle, but it's also just a bad tackle. It's like an orange card in terms of tackle. The fact that he was the last guy back is a red card. So red right. card, I don't, I don't he should have received red. I don't understand why the yellow card was not awarded, and I'd be interested to see if Pro has a statement yeah. on that. Yeah, no, and like that, that, like that definitely doesn't seem right. Anyway, it seems like we're – uh, for, anyway, yeah, we could talk about this for all day, but we gotta we gotta wrap things up. Um, fun of thoughts um, uh, for other stuff happening. I I have to ask you. You are a Chelsea fan right now. There's a lot of drama going on with Chelsea. They can't sell. They can't. They can't sell players. They can't trade players. They're 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 um from now on, their their jersey isn't going to have their sponsor on it. Um, they're not allowed to sell any more tickets, um, they, and this is all because of um, Chelsea's um, owner Roman Abramovich um, uh, and his connections with Russia. Do you have any Do you have any thoughts on on, on Chelsea and and the situation they're in? I mean, no player yeah, is allowed I mean, to leave. Though- no player can come in. You know, it's a tough situation for Chelsea as a team. Um, you know, the entire Premier League obviously has, um, has you know, become, you know, pretty pretty definitely the best soccer league on the planet right now. Um, but, you know, that's a result of a lot of questionable money coming from a lot of questionable directions. And so that's a, that's a complicated subject in itself. So, you know, to some of us, you know, Sport is a place to uh, to get away from the concerns of politics in the wider world, but this is a reminder that you can't necessarily always separate all, all those things. Um, you know, obviously, I hope um, that you know everybody from that side of the world, you know, gets through all of these situations okay. Um, but you know, a tough spot for Chelsea and their fans, but uh, not nearly as tough as the you know, what the people of Ukraine are facing. So it's hard to have yep. that much sympathy for Abramovich in this situation. Yep. Uh, one last thing um, in the world of soccer. Great to see Christian Eriksen has been, um, while he's been 
playing some. He was just recently called back in to the Denmark national team after suffering, uh, of course, uh, after he suffered cardiac arrest at the Euros last summer. So that's great to hear that former Spurs player um, seems to be to have made a full recovery and will be playing with the national team again. We love to see it. Any thoughts? Any any thoughts on that? On that news? No. So has he? Is he playing with the club team also, or are they just bringing? Him yeah, out he got signed. He plays it. He's playing for a for a club team in the Premier League. Um, uh, I can't remember which team. I think it Burn Burnley. Um, but yeah, he just got called into. Um, uh, he, he just got called in um, to play with the um, uh, with his national team again, which is good. Oh, he plays for Brentford right now. That is correct. Uh, is where he's currently playing now, but still obviously have, he got back into the game a lot faster than I think a lot of people would have uh, predicted. Uh, I think that wraps everything up here we will be back um to talk everything sounders in the future until then remember to keep your scarves up